0: This is the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jags Radio, Jaguars.com, and our social channels, Jaguars Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. It's Monday, May 15th, and today we have a recap of the schedule release, plus rookie minicamp weekend. We start with the announcement of back-to-back games in London for the Jaguars. Bucky Brooks and John Osher join me on the Huddle Up podcast Wednesday for reaction.
1: I yeah, things are great uh thing in terms of growing the 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 game but also growing the jaguars brand uh overseas you talk about already having a presence there to be able to have back-to-back games Uh, you like to think that even if they're home or away games uh it should be busy it's gonna be a sold out spot but now you have an opportunity to really create a teal environment in the uk this is something that should be exciting even though jaguars fans won't get a chance to see uh those two games on domestic soil it still should be a huge opportunity for the team to grow and to take advantage of a situation that should be favorable for them.
0: Yeah, and and to that point, the last part there, remember how narrow home field and playoff seating and things can be. It can come down to one game early in a season. So the Jaguars not having to go to Orchard Park and play in that hostile environment against the Buffalo Bills, you go to a more neutral type style venue in London, yeah, and you're there for 10 days, the Bills are coming in later, you know, I, I think that's that could be huge down the line in terms of seating and, and playoff implications.
2: Yeah, Shot Khan's always said they're going to play in London, uh, so learn how to play there. I mean, that was way, way, way back in the day. It needs to be a home field advantage. I, I, I have felt over the years. Uh, I don't. There was a time where I didn't necessarily feel like they had a great advantage fan wise in London. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's changing. You can always pick out games and find exceptions. But, JP, you've been there. Overall, they haven't won all their games in London because they haven't been very good a lot. That's right. Um, overall, I feel like there's there have been times where they have played better and seemed more prepared for the environment, for the newness, for whatever, than their opponents. I think, overall, uh, they're good in London when they are good. Uh, they played poorly there last year. The Denver game was obviously a benchmark game for Trevor, uh, but I think it 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 should be a good thing as long as you don't get a blizzard at Tottenham <laughs> to not have that game uh, late season in Buffalo. I mean, if there's something that's if there's something that stands out, it would be that the Atlanta game being here or being in in London. I I don't really see much to differentiate that. Um, but yeah, not having to play in, in a blizzard in January in Buffalo would be good.
1: Yeah, it should be good. I mean, like, you talk about the weather advantage, just not having to deal with that part of it. Also, uh, you think about the travel, and travel may be working one way. Because Jacksonville will already be over uh, in the U.K., you don't have to worry about, like, oh, how do we get back and forth when you play the back, the second of the back-to-back? Whereas Buffalo have to come over, they have to get acclimated, they have to deal with the time and all that other stuff. And so it should be a huge advantage. Uh, we have seen how Doug Peterson has been able to take advantage of these Uh, schedules when it comes to getting the team ready, whether short weeks, back-to-back, three games in 11 days, whatever that is, he's been good at adapting and adjusting. And so this is an opportunity for maybe the Jags to have a competitive advantage uh, because they are playing back-to-back weeks overseas and they have fewer adjustments that need to be made to play in this game than some of the other teams.
0: The Huddle Up podcast available on the official Jaguars podcast network and jaguars.com. On Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Thursday, Maria Gigante, the Jaguars VP of UK Operations, on how the organization should take advantage of the scheduling.
3: We are very excited. Um, The announcements yesterday went over really well. Of course, lots of questions about um, the Jaguars commitment, what's going on, what does two games mean. Um, But for us, on the ground, it just means more access to the players, uh, more fun things to do for the fans, and just an opportunity to to really take advantage of the back-to-back weeks.
0: Yeah, let, let's go through that a little bit. There's always a little bit of a build-up going into the one game at Wembley. Uh, you know, obviously right. now with the the week between the two games, there's an opportunity to for our shows, happy hour, drive time, all those things to maybe go out on location. Uh, what else is in the hopper? I mean, or is it too early to tell what kind of fan experiences you might have?
3: Well, I think it is too early to to really talk about what we will be doing. I think some of the things we want to do is is what you just mentioned, is to bring all that authenticity, the the drive time shows and all the programming that we do in Jacksonville to the UK. So um, we did some scouting of some pubs for you last, uh, last couple of weeks. So looking for a, a location to do all that but really get out in the community, Um, you know, take the opportunities that we would have had in Jacksonville with the players day off and and bring them out to the community to meet the fans and to do some of our grassroots work that we feel um, really is the identity of, of, of the Jaguars here. It's the grassroots activity and everything we're trying to do to build the game.
0: Maria Gigante is with us, formerly of the national football league. You were involved in the league side of this for a long time. So, from a personal perspective how has it been from a from working for a team side now after being with the league for so many years
3: it's very different um i i personally enjoy this side of the business a lot better um but it's great to to be part of the first game in 2007 and then to see how everything has evolved that you now have a team owning a game and and operating it here in the UK is just tremendous and You know, I'm so happy to be a part of it and uh, love to have seen the, you know, the Jags progression and everything that the team has been able to do. And now leading that is, is really special.
0: Maria, you you touched on it there and you said it last season was the first time the Jaguars owned the game. They ran everything Mm -hmm. and you were obviously at the forefront of that. So how has that helped you streamline the process this time around going into year two of owning the game at Wembley?
3: Well, we we certainly um, had a lot of learnings last year, um, but coming in, you know the second time around, we have great partners at Wembley that have really supported us through the journey. So it is it is a bit smoother. We know where we want to stay. We know where we want to practice. We've got the the charter sorted out. So now it's really focusing on all the other good stuff that we can do. So all the exciting fans um, fan engagement opportunities, events, and, and the stuff that we really didn't focus on last year because we were so committed to just putting on a great game for the team, but for the fans as well.
0: Jaguars Happy Hour Radio, Thursday at 4 o'clock on 1010XLAM and Jaguars.com. The rest of the Jaguars' schedule came out Thursday night and includes only one true road game the first six weeks of the season, three primetime games including Thursday night week seven in New Orleans, Monday night football at home week 13 against the Bengals, and Sunday night football week 15 against the Ravens. The Jags also close the season with games at Tampa, home against Carolina, and then week 18 in Nashville against the Titans. John Osher, Brian Sexton, and I reacted to it on a schedule review show Friday morning.
2: In going through the whole thing, this is obviously a a finishing stretch where on paper uh, you've got four teams out of this bunch that are losing records last season. So on paper, if you you look at a league that way, this should be a spot where you could kick to the finish. The league doesn't usually work that way. One of these teams is going to be better than that and and sort of bite you. But isn't it interesting through the 17 games, you can sort of see the future around here, Quarterback matchup versus quarterback matchup in five or six marquee games. The, the last one, on paper anyway, is uh, Lamar Jackson and Trevor Lawrence. Big picture here. The league has been really good to the Jaguars. You know, Christmas Eve, they're in Tampa. It's not like you're playing on the West Coast or you know someplace that you're going to really have to fight to get back to. And then New Year's Eve, you're home. I'd, I'd have to go back and look at November to see where they are after Thanksgiving. I don't recall. But the reality of it is, is from top to bottom, this is a really fair schedule.
0: Yeah, Houston's about the furthest west they go this year. Yeah, it's What's it, about it. A- and
2: it really breaks down as a whole, and you sort of knew this before the schedule came out, games against five division champions from last year, one of them's Tampa, which was under five hundred, but four power division champions. Like I consider uh, San Francisco and the three AFC teams power teams that will be benchmark games, and Doug will talk about it as he goes forward. You know. But then the other games are games against teams that on paper could struggle. Could be a have, have not type season. And then as soon as I say that, it never plays out the way you think it's going to in April or May.
0: The full schedule review available on Jaguars.com or the Jaguars social media channels. At the beginning of rookie minicamp, head coach Doug Peterson was asked his reaction to the schedule and the approach to
4: the games in the UK. I liked it. I mean, you know, obviously we knew our opponents going into the schedule, but, um, you know, um, I think it – I was excited to get the three – you know the three prime times other than the two london games you know to have the monday night game here a sunday night game here uh are exciting for our fans obviously for us and our players and then the thursday in new orleans is uh um you know uh, a road road thursday game and and, you know against a great opponent so uh, i thought the schedule was uh, was great got some uh really good teams coming coming in here you know to play and and we're excited about that playing the the back-to-back
5: London games. What sort of challenge
4: do you think that could present? None. You know, we just stay there. We just stay there for a week. I mean, you know, and, and um, we do have a game after that, you know, when we come back. But, you know, we're, we're on the East Coast, and travel is not bad, you know, uh, when we come back and, and we gain the time. So um, it, it doesn't really affect anything that we do, preparation, nothing like that. Will you have to
5: change hotels
4: over there? We will. We will. We'll be at the Grove, and then we move to Hamburg. it it, listen they have guests and they have parties and they have reservations that they have as well so you know we have to uh, accommodate that so um you know we'll be at the grove the first week and then we'll move to to hanbury court um we're excited i've never been there so it'll be exciting to move there not again transitions we'll go play the first game and we'll go to hanbury so it's it's like coming back home
3: Were you vocal once again about not having the bye right after London? And also, what did you learn last year when you guys came right back and then you had to play a game back in the States next week?
4: Yeah, you know, um, those are all interesting topics, you know, when when you're talking about these, these, you know, uh, London games or Germany or Mexico City. But, um, you know, it's week four and five. Right, and then we. I didn't. I didn't necessarily care to have a bye like that early in the season because there's a ton of football past that, and and really your season, you know, as we know, can really take off in the back half of the year. So, you know, not having a bye when we come back is is fine. You know, and and uh, players are really caught up with sleep. Honestly, by the time we get back on the field on Wednesday, you know, coaches could be a little droggy, but mm. but that's just what we have to do. And so. Um, it worked out for us last year. Um, you know, obviously we'll learn from last year and and, and some of the um, things that maybe we went through, the struggles we went through, especially early in that football game. You know, and we'll just learn from that.
0: Single game tickets on sale now at jaguars.com/tickets or call 904-633-2000. Also speaking this week, Jaguars assistant general manager Ethan Waugh explained the busy final day of the draft, ten picks over the final four rounds.
5: It was busy, so I think we had we had six picks. I think three sixes, three sevens, uh, and so and the the time frame on those picks is very small. Uh, so there's not a lot of trading. If there is a trade, it's happening very fast, um, and you're trying to get kind of everybody make sure everybody's on board with these guys as they come off, uh, and then you're also kind of tra- trying to plan for free agency after the draft to fill out your 90. And as everything makes a pick, it changes. You know who's uh, who's going to be available. So it, it is hectic, but it's it's fun. You know that's the that's kind of the most active part of, of the draft weekend. Usually draft days are pretty boring. So a little a little bit of activity is fun. Are
3: you still surprised that you guys really weren't able
5: to trade up? Uh, not really surprised. I think it's uh, you know sometimes it's just more difficult than others. You know you have to it takes two to tango, right? The old cliche, but. Um, you know, and you have to get the right deal with the right team at the right time, and just uh, you know, just unfortunately didn't work. Uh, but I think we're overall we're we're pretty pleased with the guys we have.
0: The full press conferences from the week available on jaguars.com. The Jags are locked in for 2023. The thrill of a win and electricity of the fans make game day at the bank an experience like no other. So join your friends, family, and fellow diehards and become a Jag season ticket member. Visit Jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. More from Doug Peterson in a moment at the start of rookie minicamp. Plus, some of the rookies themselves react to their first practices as a Jaguar. All that after this.
2: Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a yield pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash Jags TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast in Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank. There's no better time to become a Daily's Place Blue member than right now. Reserve your 2023 premium seat membership or individual luxury experience today and enjoy guaranteed seats in the best locations, premium parking, VIP entrance, and club access and so much more. The schedule is outstanding. Email ticketing at boldevents.com or call 904-633-2000. Let's move to rookie minicamp from Friday and Saturday. Head coach Doug Peterson set the tone on day one
4: for us, really as coaches, to, to kind of put our eyes on them for you know for meaningful purposes, right? To uh, obviously install some offense, defense, special teams, see what they know, take it to the classroom, and then just be able to watch them just move around and kind of begin the process of you know how are they going to fit with our team and and current team and. And, um, you know, just get a get a good feel for, uh, you know, these guys these next couple days.
0: The Jaguars welcomed nearly 40 players to the camp, including the 13 draft picks. It was also the first look at first-round pick tackle Anton Harrison. He's looking forward to the work ahead.
6: i uh, definitely say I was able to put it in review, but always know that it's more ahead. So not taking a step back, not chilling, but just getting to work, trying to get better, and get ready when I got here. So... Just trying to do that and get better
4: every day. Obviously, this is the rookie camp part of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, How uh, excited are you to get with the veterans and and obviously the guys that have been around this thing for a while?
6: Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, Just great guys, especially my group, Uh, O-line group, just great guys to learn from, look up to. So even like uh, Darryl, he was here today. So just talking to him throughout the whole day and practice was great. Just learning from him, just the little tips and tricks. So I feel like it's very helpful.
4: There's obviously a lot of eyeballs on you as a first round pick, but also the possibility that you'll have a chance to start right away mm-hmm. in September. Do you have to grow up fast uh, in uh, the NFL?
6: Definitely, uh, but I say it's a task that I'm up for. It was something I did at the last level, and I feel like I'm ready to do it at this level.
0: Second-round pick tight end Brenton Strange knows he could contribute to that tight end room right away, and two tight end sets could create mismatches.
7: Yeah, when you have athletic tight ends such as like me, Evan, Luke uh, and the rest of the guys in the in the room, you can you can create a lot of stress on the defense. It creates mismatches all over across the field and uh, that's not only in the pass game, but also being able to go out there and and run an 11 play and use use it as 12 personnel. But then the next play, maybe do hurry up or something and go out there and just and run the ball. So that's that's the luxury of having great tight ends in your room and like I was saying to him earlier, I just, I can't wait to get in here with the older guys on Monday and, and learn from them and just pick up all the little details and, and everything.
0: How, it's a little early for this, but looking ahead a little bit to when you get physical in the game, right? When you get some pads on, how different do you expect the physicality to be in the NFL as opposed to college?
7: Uh, I'm sure it'll be a little bit more physical. Uh, You play good players every single week in the NFL, so it's a a little different from college in that aspect. Sometimes you might play a team that you know you're better than going into the game. but. That's something I pride myself on. I'm I'm a physical player, like whether that's me blocking or whether that's me with the ball in my hands. I'm a physical player, so uh, I look forward to those type of things and those type of challenges.
0: Fifth round draft pick Antonio Johnson was listed as a safety during rookie minicamp. He's known for his physicality, but this weekend gave him a chance to show some other skills.
6: Being physical is a big part of my game, but you know, been out here in no past, so I'm really able to really work on like my footwork and my technique and man coverage and different um, like zone drops. So it's uh, it's a plus for me because everybody knows me for my physicality, but I'm able to showcase other things like my my man and like different zones because I ain't play a lot of um, zone like deep zone. So being able to showcase, I can do that as well. So
0: how different is? that part of it as opposed to college, just the schematics
6: of the back end? Uh, it's a little different um, for the most part because landmarks are different, you know, being with the hashes, being a little closer, and just really, like, just understanding, like, uh, just doing your job, you know, in college you might try to do a little bit extra, but, like, you out here with pros, so everybody doing their own job, so it's a, you just a piece of the puzzle, and then just making them play on the ball, so it's a little different. Do you believe you're
0: finally standing here?
6: Uh, man, it's crazy. Every time I walk out here, I be like, man, I'm really here. Uh, Yeah, it's it's a dream come true for sure.
0: Sound from the Rookies available on Jaguars.com. Catch all our audio on Jaguars.com through the podcast link at the top of the homepage or on the official Jaguars podcast network. That's on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. And, of course, we love feedback, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick, and we'll catch you next week on the Jaguars broadcast weekend review podcast
3: presented by TIAA Bank.